you ever cried out to God, what have I done wrong? But no answer came. You wondered if he wasn't talking to you, you know, like people often do when they're upset with you. We call it the silent treatment. In my first pastorate, we saw some great growth in the church. I worked very hard every day, but after I had gone fishing and I had a cold, which I knew I shouldn't have done, things got much worse. If I even did something around the yard for a half hour, I would be down for nearly a week with exhaustion. One of the questions I asked myself was, what right do I have to believe God for healing? Life is full of questions. Sometimes we don't get answers because we're asking the wrong questions. But this time I found myself asking one of the most important questions of God, and he was willing to answer. I'm Terry Hardicker with Life Journeys. Most of the Bible was written on a backdrop of human challenges, often from human failures. An important question is, what rights do I have? We're going to talk about that today. When the doctors couldn't find a solution and my church was willing to let me rest from ministry with full pay, I began seeking God very diligently. It was at this time that I felt him speaking to me, I want you to grow in faith for healing. A lot of people like to teach that it's always God's will to heal you all the time. That can be actually very devastating teaching. Yet there is a place where we can find God's will to heal us. It requires more than just a mind over matter. I believe in healing, I believe in healing, I believe in healing type of an approach until we have no room for doubt, even if it's not true. You see, faith is impossible without the Holy Spirit. He is the executor of the last will and testament of Jesus. Faith for healing needs to be led by our relationship with God. Now, there's many aspects to learn about God's plan for us in this regard, but one critical beginning point is simply, Lord, what is my right to believe? If we don't know that God's Word is about our right to believe, we'll get chewed up and spit out by our despair, other people's opinions, and the deception of our adversary, Satan. I was soon led to the simpler reality that Jesus is my right to believe. If I appealed to my track record with its failures and my accompanying guilt, I'd lose. If I felt that I was worthy, I'd soon be defeated by the realities of still needing a Savior every day. But I needed to have my right in Christ fortified for what lay ahead. A long season of growing. You see, God's not going to heal us so that we can go and serve other gods. There's things He wants to do so we are fortified, spirit, soul, and body, against recurring attacks that can lead to sickness. The Hebrew Christians we're living with extreme injustices. There's a lesson here, by the way, for our present societies complaining and rioting about injustice. These Christians were losing everything they had. They were deeply oppressed, and though they were hanging on to their faith, they felt that they couldn't go on much further. They were about to quit. So just before we get to the words of what we call the great faith chapter in Hebrews 11, we read that they were told these words. 
Don't throw away your confidence. It has a great reward in it. But you have great need of patience that after you have done the will of God, after you have aligned your own will with God's will and are in a position to appropriate the will of God, in other words, after you have done the will of God, you will receive what is promised. You simply need to learn to be patient or your faith will not produce the manifestation of the promise. Faith without patience doesn't go far. It doesn't produce the full fruit of our hopes. The farmer must be patient for the harvest. It never comes immediately. It was here that I personally needed to sustain my patience with my right to be healed. You see, attempts at patience without faith will fail. It became then a battle about my rights, not unlike we see today, the battle for our rights. As a minister, you learn what it's like to lose everything for your calling. Often people will be complicit in the loss of your possessions, security, peace, income, friendships, and more, and it's very, very painful. Today, we still suffer PTSD from it, to be honest with you. But anyone who's going to press on must learn not to cry out injustice, even when it is unjust, because there's a personal component where God is teaching you that your life will only go forward by your right to believe God, not the government, not even believing in yourself. So the prelude to chapter 11 says the just shall live by faith. If you want justice, it's going to take faith, not force. We all want something to hang on to when life is rough, and these people were getting worn down with hardships. Many today are being deceived, exploited, manipulated, and race-baited. They're crying injustice when they need a severe adjustment in their own lack of justice. This Word of God is our great license, liberty, and fundamental right to believe God when all else seems to say it's not going to work. So many people are saying, no peace, no justice. Others in response are worrying about their rights. Listen, we have the right to believe God. We also have the right to say, no faith and no peace. No faith, no justice before God and man. How have I, and each one of us really, allowed the devil to rob so much of our inalienable right to believe in God above all else? We have the right to believe he's going to take care of those who trust him. Trust in the government won't cut it, or the media, or colleges, or social media. Yet we do have an inalienable right to trust God because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. In the face of my failures, I have the right to believe. In fact, because of them, I need to believe. It's against the stains the accusations, the failures, and the persistent temptations and weakness that I have been given the most powerful right of all, the right to believe in hope, for peace with God, and in my purpose. No man can take that. Socialism's equality of outcome can't rob it. Neither can the police, the politics, or the riots take that right away, because God is for us. Now, because we stand and we live by faith and not our own personal goodness, we have the just responsibility to love others who have failed. 
It is by this we see that great and forgotten principle that rights carry with them responsibilities to our fellow man, even in the midst of their failures. Maybe I should say, especially in the midst of their failures. One day, after a long season of being cut back physically, I fully accepted my right to believe God. And with patience, I was enabled to do the will of God. And that is when He released His will to me for healing. Establish your right to believe God and He will restore you. And He will restore this nation.